Welcome to the Aaron Church Podcast, where our mission is bringing life to everyone, everywhere, every day. Each podcast episode features the latest talk from our church, which are released weekly. We're passionate about Jesus, love to worship together, and are committed to changing our community for the better. Connect with us at aaronchurch.com. Hi church, how is everyone? Um, hello. Um, well, this is a bit different, isn't it? To Wickbourne and yeah. 15 people. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it makes um, me a lot more nervous, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, well, mate, just relax, because <laughs> I think, um, you know, what you said on that Friday was awesome, and I think it's for everyone, as Becca does. So um, we're going to dive right in. We'll do our best to come into land at 12-ish, but I think it's important we hear what you've got to say. So um, let's dive right in. So tell us a bit about you. Um, you're Sam Hills, obviously, but give us a, a background to, to yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm Sam. Uh, I'm 22. I'm probably better known as Amanda and Lee Hills' son. Um, yeah, I've, I've been coming to Aaron for 18 years, so pretty much my whole life. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, awesome, dude. So, so give us a bit of a, um, bit more in terms of like your education, like how, like, what was your kind of dream growing up? You went to school, obviously, and tell us a bit about how you progressed through education. Um, yeah. So, I, I suppose with church I, I never really took it that seriously to be honest until I was about 15 I, I was always kind of just messing about um, but then so yeah school was fine I, th- I think school was pretty normal for me I didn't really struggle at school but um, I then went to Soul Survivor when I was 15 and I, I remember seeing like, other people worshipping and like before I, I think I used to think it was kind of cringy and then I found myself being like actually no I'm, I'm really jealous of these people because I can't do that. Like I, I would. I'm too self-conscious, <laughs> um, and that's when I realised. Like I think in that meeting, I was then like, "No, actually, God. Like if if this is real, if you you are who you say you are, like I'm in. I, I want this." And then it kind of took off from there in terms of um, I I started kind of seeking out different opportunities. Ended up going to boarding school, and then finished uni last year. Graduated last year. Um, with a history and politics degree. So that leads quite nicely into when did you first experience the Holy Spirit? What, when was that kind of moment where God impacted you in such a way that you were, you know, spurred on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was um, Soul Survivor 2015. Yeah, as I say, I can just remember being like, actually, God, if, if this is real, you know, I, I want this. Um, and that was the first time. I, I think, obviously, like with going to Dales Down and you know, like Kickstart and stuff like that, I, I kind of probably experienced the Holy Spirit in part. But that was the moment that I was like, actually, God, I want to take this on for myself. Um, you know, kind of away from my family, if that makes sense. It's really cool, mate. Um, so, tell us what you've been up to the last year or so. So, some of you will know that Sam's travelled a bit and um, done some mission trips and stuff like that. So, kind 
kind of, if you could sort of link that experience at Soul Survivor to then how you've ended up traveling and yeah, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So th- that was probably the main thing actually from encountering the Holy Spirit was I kind of got this sense of Latin America. Um, so I'd, I'd always felt like, you know, travel and, and kind of missionary would, would, was part of what God was calling me to, but I kind of really took up that mantle at that moment. So that's when I started studying Spanish uh, properly. Then, um, yeah, w- w- went to boarding school. I remember sitting my first Spanish exam there and I got 13 out of 90. So I was like, God, are you sure? Um, <laughs> Is, is this really what you're calling me to? Um, but then kind of basically just working hard. And by the end of, by the end of my time there, by the, by the end of the two years, I, I went to the final of the National Spanish Debating Competition. So that's more just to say, like, it's not, it's not that I have a natural talent in languages, but it's more that God just blessed that. Um, so, so, yeah, and then in 2017, I went to Colombia for the first time with Joe and Mark, Joe Gisby and Mark Dednam. And that was amazing to experience that and think like, okay, like this, this could, ha- you know, uh, living out my calling to some extent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of stories to come out of that. But then I, I went back to Columbia in 2019, did a research course with university out there. Um, and, then, uh, and then went again in September 2021. Um, for three months and then in the last year I also went to Peru and Bolivia for three months Wow so maybe you mentioned a couple of stories um, maybe if you could give us a couple of like just stories that you want to share in terms of how that impacted your faith um, yeah go for it okay um, yeah I, I, I suppose for the first trip like um when I was out there, I was like, oh, God, this, this is what I want to do. I remember we were working in a town just outside Bogota with these um, kids. And at the time, I was obviously at boarding school and just working flat out, you know, all the time, uh, studying. And I was like, God, you know, why am I reading all these books when, like, this is where I want to be. I want to be out here helping people. Um, why are you making me read books? <laughs> and... He was just, first of all, I think God kind of rebuked me. And he was like, you know, you really think you can help these people? You know, you're, you're 17. You need to get more perspective. And, you know, I think a lot, a lot of people can go out to these places and think like that they can instantly help. But it's more com- complex than that, right? So um, that was the first thing he said to me was like, you really think you can help these people? You know, you need to, you need to live life a bit more. You're 17, mate. <laughs> um, and then the second thing he said was um, that basically I felt like he, he called me to policy. So he said, you know, there's reasons why people live like this. Um, you know, Colombia is an incredible country that has so much stuff, so much resources. You know, the fruit there is amazing. Um, and, you know, you can grow anything there, basically. And it has oil, it has gold. So it's like, well, in, in this country with so much resource, why, why are people starving? Why are people living like this? Um, and so then it's like there's, there's structures basically and there's greed and there's institutions that mean that, that people live like that and I felt like God had called me at that moment to deal with it on a policy side rather than um, charity I suppose. Yeah, 
mate, that's really cool. And then, so you had obviously a few things happen along the way. Like, so tell us a bit, maybe tell us about you had an accident, like how how that was difficult, how you learned through that. Um, yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, so... Um so, kind of basically that from from that 2017 trip and having that that information back from God, I was kind of like, okay, um, gonna go get my degree, um, f- focusing on policy. But I've always been kind of like raring to travel, right, and 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 live it out. Um, so, I finished my degree during during COVID, and then it came. I, I graduated and. It was then like, okay, great. Like this is my opportunity now to travel. Obviously, a lot, a lot of these places were red listed, and it was difficult to travel. But I, was, I still thought, okay, let's see what opportunities are there. Um, because what I really wanted to do was kind of live in these countries and become fluent in Spanish. Um, so I remember tr- trying to seek out different opportunities and and kind of being like, well, I've I've already been to Colombia twice. I don't really want to go back to Colombia, God, to be honest. Um, you know, I want to experience something new, tra- travel out to a different country. Um, but basically, all the opportunities in any other country, they were kind of like, we're not quite open after COVID. Um, you're going to have to wait. Apart from Colombia, where they were like, yeah, come over, we'd love to have you, you know. So I kind of just took that as a green light from God and said, well, God, I don't really want to go, but uh, I'll go. You know, let's just see where this goes. So yeah, as I say, it was red listed at the time, and I kind of went out just hoping that by the time I came back after three months, it would no longer be on the red list. Um, so, so yeah, I, I did that working with basically like small projects in in different um, like impoverished areas around and Bogota with a lot of uh, links partners, um, and then and then I went to a party probably after a birthday party after about being there for six weeks. Um, and this fireplace exploded uh, when I was there, and it set my legs on fire. So I got second-degree burns up the back of both my legs, uh, especially my left leg. It was pretty bad. Um, yeah, and that was that. Was that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell us then those sort of following few days... Um, what happened for you there? Obviously, you were in Colombia, had to get treatment. The, the journey through that and how you felt God speaking to you in that. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I, obviously, I, I basically that night called my parents. It, was, it happened quite early on, so it was about 9 o'clock over there, but of course, it was about 3 a.m. here. So I called my parents just saying... Um, yeah, something's happened, I'm okay, but um, can I get the details for the insurance? Because they basically wouldn't let me into the hospital until um, I had the insurance. So I, I turned up to this A&E and just like my legs were kind of in pieces and they were just like, do you have insurance? And I was like, no, or, you know, I don't know it. Um, but anyway, yeah, then I got treatment for that. Um, so it was basically just going to the hospital every two or three days to get my legs cleaned because the process of burns, like they have to get all the dead skin off. So every two to three days, it was just cleaning my legs. I'd be, you know, placed on my front. And yeah, that was quite painful. Um, especially because I, I turned up to the to the hospital and they said that they didn't have any painkillers in the ward. 
So I kind of like took two paracetamol in the morning and just like clenched my teeth. Um, but, you know, I think first off, I was really angry at God. Uh, and during this time as well, obviously, my parents are saying, like, come home, like, just come home. Uh, and I was like, if, if I go home now, I'll probably never come back. Because it was, if I left in that moment, that, that would, I would leave that behind, basically. And I, I felt like I had to deal with it properly whilst I was out there. Um, so, yeah, I think my first response was anger, to be honest. I was like, why has this happened? Um, why can't you just heal me? Um, <laughs> and, and stuff like that, which I think is like quite a natural response, to be honest. But then I think as, as, you, as I started to come, calm down a bit and like assess where I was, I was like, well, I can either be miserable with burnt legs or I can be happy with burnt legs. So... <laughs> Then, but then also, like you know, talking to God, and and I think if letting Him in um, was interesting, of like the things that I I learned, you know. So uh, yeah. So what do what do you feel that God was saying to you through that experience? Um. I feel like to, to properly to properly tell it, I have to, I, yeah, to probably uh, refer to a different story, which kind of helps me explain it a little bit. Yeah, go for it. Um, which basically, I, I, I really like this story in Exodus, which um, the the Israelites have obviously left Egypt, and they're going around the desert and. Um, in, in this, at this point in time, they're being unfaithful to God, so that you know they're they're worshiping other gods and stuff like that. Anyway, um, as as part of like their punishments, God sends in poisonous snakes to to come after the Israelites, and um, they, as they kind of come back to God, they say, "Look, Moses, like, can you go talk to God and tell him to call off the snakes?" And Moses goes, "Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll go talk to God." So Moses goes to God and says, you know, can you please stop the poisonous snakes coming up after us? And God goes, no. He goes, build a bronze statue and put a snake on the top. And every day, circle around the snake. And so the, the thing there is, I'm not getting rid of the snakes, right? Yeah. These things are going to happen. And, you know, I think it's amazing any song about no fear, get out fear. But it's also like God's in making you braver, right? He's not in no fear he's in be brave take on the world you know be courageous and then in the in the new testament um in john jesus says i've you know when he's talking about his crucifixion i've got to be lifted up like the snake in the desert now like t- taking that as itself is like quite a strange thing to say but he's obviously referring back to this point and it's like we've got to look at the cross and you know what's in there you know and it's like it's the worst thing that ever happened in a lot of ways you know you've got a guy who's who's innocent who everybody knows is innocent yeah. who you know they they trade him in for barabbas is it barabbas yeah they trade him in for someone they know is wrong they sentence him to the worst thing the worst punishment ever um you know it, it's just yeah. like a com- complete um, 
compilation of like the worst things in humanity. It's like, okay, so what do you see in there? It's like, wow, it's so bad. And then it's like, yeah, but look deeper. And what do you see? And it's, you see the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so it's, I don't know how I'm trying to relate that to the accident that I have, but it's more just like, um, he's not, he's not getting rid of, of, he wasn't getting rid of the snakes, you know, he wasn't going to like just take this away from me, but he, he's also like, you know, go teach me. Yeah, exactly. Teaching me things. Yeah. Of, of, because that's worth more than taking it away. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, mate. Really good. Um, I think, yeah, you spoke a bit as well about kind of wrestling with God, like, through the journey. And, um, you know, I guess the great thing about God, right, is he doesn't just give us the rule book and say, off you go. You know, he's continually um, working in us, renewing us, isn't he? And kind of even through that that pain and that experience, you kind of came out of it with, like, oh, yeah, he's teaching me something. Um so that's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's exactly that, and and you know that that point in the Bible is you know Jacob goes up to God, right, and he he wrestles with God so much so that he breaks a leg and then kind of I guess hobbles back down, uh, but hobbles back down as Israel, and that's that's where the Israelites get their name right. It's those who wrestle with God. You know that's what it means to be a follower of God. It's not mere obedience, but it's like okay. You know, you good. wrestle with them. Really good. Yeah. Um, so you're obviously you're back home now. Um, so what do you kind of see? What's your day to day like? What's your vision for the future? You you got more plans to travel? Um, yeah, tell us a bit about that. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just working at the moment, basically saving money back up. I came back from my brother's wedding. Um, yeah, so I'm basically saving up to go back out to Latin America, probably travel a bit more. Um, I'm just kind of in a moment where I'm like, I want to see where it could go, um, take a few risks, that kind of thing, and, and see what God's calling me to. I've, I've always felt like, with policy, I've always felt like I, I really wanted to work with in the foreign office. So up until this point, it's been very much like gaining experience for that, but I kind of feel like, I want to take like a two, three year period to try and take take a few risks and see where it can go, if that makes sense, then, you know, b- bounce into a career and, yeah. Amazing. So, maybe, if there, is there a couple of things that you would say to us, you know, there might be people here who have a heart for mission or have been wrestling with God and just like, what's next? Um what would you say to us as a church um, in terms of being the salt of the earth and going out like you have and, um, you know, the mission field and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I think as well that the other point I made on Friday was um, when that happened, I knew I had to be there, right? Because at that moment when my legs got burnt, I... I knew that there was opposition and I knew that there was something saying get out go home you you shouldn't be here so at that moment I took that as my sign of like okay that's why I've got to be here then um and I think yeah I I think that that's probably part of being salty as well is like okay you know what are you willing to be salty for like there's things in all our lives that's like that's what makes me dig in 
you know, and I'm, I'm really willing to fight for that. So I think it's finding that, but also, um, you know, I, I was trying to explain that a bit more on Friday of like exactly what I meant by, you know, you don't want to like seek out the enemy and, you know, but there's, there's then like in this last week, I've been thinking a bit more what, what I was trying to say and, um, part of it is like there's a there's a Jason Upton song about a scarecrow and a crow and he he talks about the scarecrow basically it's like if if you were a stupid crow you'd you fly away from the scarecrow um but if if you're a wise crow you seek out the scarecrow because that's where all the treasure is right um and and the same the same kind of principle is in like the stories of Arthur where um as, as they gather the knights uh, round the round table um, and, they, and they go and try and find the Holy Grail which is like the most prized treasure each of the knights is told to go to the darkest place in the forest because that's where they haven't looked before and so there's this sense that it's like okay the deepest treasure is found in the darkest places and so that's also that, that makes you salty you know for me it's like well take it on um and, and yeah, even with like an Abraham's, with the Abraham story, it's like he, he's told to leave his mother and father's tent, right, when he's like 70. And he, he, he follows that through, but he, he often breaks his uh, promises with God. But the fact that he left, God kind of keeps it and says, well, it justifies it. So there's also this sense that it's like... Um, just go for it. I think sometimes we can, or certainly for me, it's like I've, I've been scared about making mistakes, but um, God's, God just says go. Just go out. So good, mate. Really good. Um, should we wrap it up there? I think some amazing stuff in there, right? Why don't we give Sam a clap, a round of applause, and, um, you know, we could... We could talk all afternoon, couldn't we? But we haven't got time. And, um, you know, thank you, mate, for sharing your heart. And um, we just champion you. You know, it'd be great. I don't know if a few people want to pray for Sam, like at the end or during this last song. Um, but, yeah, we love you, bro. And thanks for sharing that. Thank it was you. really cool. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to say thank you for everybody, to everybody now that, you know, I'm, I'm up here just... Thank you for all the investments because obviously I've, I've been here for 18 years so I've gone through Kickstart, you know, Dales Down, Youth. Um, so just to say thank you to people like that. Thank you to Pippa and Andy for running um, Soul Survivor and to Jenny and Adrian for being there. And like th- there's so many people in this building that really helped me and invested in me and, and, and I'm standing on those investments. So I just wanted to say thank you. Really good. Yeah. Give it up. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you. Um, I wonder if Ellie and the Ellie and the guys can you come back and um, we're going to sing one more song. Um, but you know, I'm one of those people as well. I've grown up here, and I think historically, right, we're a church of spirit-filled, slightly wacky. We love the Holy Spirit, don't we? And um, you know, I just I just want to say. If we let him in, he will do it, you know? Um, Wow, I'm going to go. But, um, you know, I was thinking, as Ellie was saying, and open up the gates, let heaven on in, I was thinking, we need to open up the gates and let him in, you know? (laughs) 
Um, some of us have bound up our hearts and our, our boldness and who we are as a, as a Christian. Um, so if that's you, it's obviously me, um, if that's you, why don't you just during the last song come down the front, I want to pray with you. I think there's a shift going on. There's new people coming to church, but God's taken us back to who we are as a church. And we're, we're in Littlehampton. We're strategically placed on this hill. And we're, we want to be a light, don't we? Um, and we do want to change this place for God's kingdom. So, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Els, lead us. I'm going to be down here. Um, but yeah, if that's you, you know, Sam, maybe you want to stick around as well. Um, be bold in this moment, you know, step out. There's nothing special about the carpet, we say it all the time, but there is something special about you taking a step. So go for it, and uh, we're going to see what God wants to do.